Our next guest is a wife, mother, nonna, and an eternal optimist. She is dedicated to helping people live, love, and create a little more abundance every day. Osha's mission is to educate and inspire people through encouragement to seek and live their truth through the nourishment of mind, body, and spirit. Her foundations are love, process, commitment, and tenacity. Please welcome to the show, Osha. Hi, Osha. Hi, Ant. How are you today? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you so much for coming on as a guest. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. I hope I can add some value or inspire someone to, to do what I love to do. To I'm a bit sure. More, love a little bit more. Definitely. I'm sure that you will be able to. We're very, very happy to have you. Um, so, Osha, tell us more about your work. So I have a really interesting eclectic background. I started in beauty. I had my first business at 14 and then I obviously finished high school and then I have three adult children, 29, 27 and 24 and I've trained in beauty academies. I've worked in advertising, marketing and PR. Then I had my own beauty salon. Then I opened my own beauty academy and now I've done a bit of a flip. I have a three-year-old and I've graduated from the Institute of Integrative Nutrition and Health Coaching and I'm currently at university doing a degree in nutrition and dietetic medicine. So my passion now has evolved from working on the outside to a little bit more on the inside. So health coaching is my new gig. That's brilliant. I love that. Absolutely love that. Why do you think nutrition has such a dramatic uh, effect on all of our health? I really believe that food can be medicine and I know lots of people chant that nowadays and probably our education is catching up to the new nutritional studies that, you know, there's thousands every year and we have new opinions all the time. Mm. But I do believe that food and your biochemistry impacts the quality of life that you have. And if you get your biochemistry sorted, your productivity can increase. You increase. Sorry, you don't get brain fog. You can set realistic goals. You kind of Gertrude, which um, I know that you're familiar with my Gertrude, yes. in a critic, she, <laughs> she doesn't hold so much value. You can control that anxiety. And there's so many studies that support those types of claims. I know. I mean, I, I myself, I, I, I've had a lot of stomach issues because I actually have okay. pancreatic issues. Um, yeah, okay. But I know when I've eaten well, do you know what I mean? Like yes. when I eat simply and I eat clean, my body feels yes. amazing and so does my mind. I've got the energy to do stuff. I can go and exercise. I don't have as much pain. So it really yeah. speaks to me, all of this stuff. It really does. Yeah, it really does. And it's just a, it's a new conditioning. I feel as though the younger people really have a grasp on this because they have an opportunity and exposure to so much more knowledge and information. Whereas I was brought up, you know, I'm in my late forties, my mum's in her late sixties. I was brought up with that, you know, that post-war food manufacturing generation. I get Whereas it. <laughs> now we're seeing a lot more back to whole foods and understanding where your food comes from. Even though I had so much beautiful food from my nonna's garden when I was little, it, you know, all the marketing and things like that have always been around, you know, manufacturing. So it's a, it's a very different time. And I, I'm excited because it means longevity will come with a higher level of wellness, fingers crossed. <laughs> That's right. Right. I mean, it's funny because, I mean, when I was young, 
I, you know, it was a big thing for us to even have Chinese takeaway. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Where just only yes. a few years later, it, it was everywhere, absolutely everywhere. Yes. Junk food sort of ruled for a several, like yes. many years. Yes. Well, I'm a bit of a researcher, and so I like to read a lot of books and read a lot of studies, and I've always been like that. And one book I read, I remember I was devastated because I found out that Betty Crocker wasn't a real lady. <laughs> I was gutted. I was like, what do you mean Betty Crocker wasn't real? So Betty Crocker was created to basically go head-to-head with a home economics teacher in America post-Second um, World War in the 50s because obviously that's a massive food manufacturing company, mm. well, not Betty Crocker, but her brand. And this woman was trying to encourage people back then to do more home cooking and start from scratch. I mean, that was in the 50s and 60s. It's so it's it's incredible. And I find it fascinating that, yes, we've – slowly 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 coming back to that home cooking whole foods and really understanding that food doesn't make me feel good so I might not eat it again or asking questions of what's in it and that can be annoying at times but it really does have benefits later down the track and you know if you spoke to me five years ago I would have been like what are you talking about just buy the Betty Crocker packet yeah (laughs) it's just we all learn at different times it's funny you know I mean even myself I find that with with things like milk and ice cream and stuff like that, I, I can eat them in small amounts. But if I sort of indulge a little bit too much, it makes me feel so sick. And the funny thing is, is that yeah. for you know so many times, I continue just to eat it and continue to eat it that you know that amount. Yeah. And I think that yeah. we we're very ignorant to the to our bodies, and yes. you know we, we just sort of. We almost just think that it's just, oh, yeah, it's just another bellyache. Oh, it's just because. And yeah. It, 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 I mean, if it's having that effect on your body, then maybe we shouldn't mm. really be eating it, full stop. Yeah, but we're, we're, we, how do I find the right words for this? It's almost as though it's not our fault in a way because these foods are manufactured by food scientists. Very true. With optimum levels of salt, sugar, and fat for it to release chemicals in our brain for us to want more so it's it's really hard once we start to actually stop with just willpower so it becomes a very kind of vicious circle because you're like Mm. oh i'll just have a little bit but who can just have a little bit like pringles is a classic case right so Frito-Lay, they actually had a machine that got the perfect weight crunch. So, you know, when you crunch, it was the perfect weight in our mouth to make us want more. I mean, what hope do we have, right? It's so true, though, (laughs) because that's literally what gave me the addiction to them was the the crunch. (laughs) The crunch. So it's funny. And then I really believe and I've noticed in learning more about nutrition and fueling my body and looking more at nourishment rather than weight loss or external appearances that when you're nutritionally satisfied, you look at a donut and donuts are one of my favorite things, but you don't want it. You look at it and you go, oh, I know that I like you, but 
actually, I don't want to eat you because I don't want that to happen in my body, what's happening. So yeah. the, the willpower is not required anymore because it's, it's a simple, you're not actually food to me anymore. You're just something made. Mm. And, and, and don't get me wrong, if I have a donut, there's no guilt. I don't think anyone should be guilty if they have something. They just need to be mindful that your body doesn't understand a cheat meal or a cheat day. So your gut microbiome isn't going, I'm having the day off because she's having a cheat day. Yeah. It's going to do insulin. It's going to do all the processes. And that's okay. You just have to, if you enjoy it, have it and just make sure the next day you get those probiotics sorted or whatever your your needs are yeah. for your body. So, yeah. I understand. Limit is the key. Limit is the key. Yeah. This is Ants Talk. What yeah. would be the one thing you'd like to see people do in their daily lives? I... My passion is for people to live their dream day every day. So whatever success means to them. So to get up and really believe that they're going to have a successful day with their version and definition of success in and not mindlessly travel through a day to to achieve goals that maybe they feel are expected of them and not what they really wanted. Mm. Yeah, that's a definite, that one. I think so many of us just get up and sort of trudge through a day and, you know, whether it be work or whether it be we've got the day off, we still just manage to do the chores, do the, you know, the things that need to be done where we don't actually take a lot of time, you know, for ourselves or just to to be. I mean, I, I'm, I'm no. a big one because, you know, for the last, uh, I think it's been year and a half, I've actually had a massage every week without fail. That's great. Because um, it's my time. It's it's the, the one thing in my life, plus I've gotten a very good deal where I get an hour for $35. So how can you beat great. that? Great. Um, so, you know, I mean, it's, it's affordable for me and I can, you know, because I've got a lot of arthritis pain and stuff like that. Yeah. So that for me is, it's not only a benefit, but it's also a benefit for my mind because it gives me an hour just to, to to go away and just to relax and be pampered. Yes. You can't see me now, but I've got a big smile on my face and I'm nodding. (laughs) (laughs) That's wonderful because, again, this – the younger generation are really into self-love and self-care, whereas, you know, up until recently, I felt that that was selfish. Oh, I can't do that. That could be money I could spend on my kids or that could be yeah. time I should be doing something else. But it's such a requirement to present yourself as your best person to have that time out. So it's a real it can be a real mindset shift to move from thinking I'm being selfish to it's, I deserve this. I'm, I'm worth an hour out a week considering everything else that I give to everybody else. And the beauty of it is, is if, if you give yourself a little, then you're then able to give other people a little, a little more oh, of yourself because yes. you've given 100%. yourself a break, you know? A hundred percent, yeah. Meditation has become a really big practice for me, even on my days that are full, 10 minutes. Sometimes I'll use my cooking time as meditation just to kind of go into myself, reflect and know that you're still okay, everything's okay, re-energize and you know, give of yourself. Yeah, exactly. I think it's, I think that's the key. I mean, everyone's busy, but it's sort of just being able to slot little things in there, you know, wherever you can, you can slot them really. I mean, I even have, you know, I I did yoga for a year and a half and I've, I've recently, 
you know, sort of I wasn't losing weight and stuff like that. And that was my main yeah. aim at this time. So yeah. um, I sort of have put it aside for the moment, but I still, every day that I'm in the shower, I do stretches when I'm in the shower because right. A, my body's nice and limber from the hot water, but at the same yes. time I'm giving myself a bit of a stretch, which, you know, if I didn't take that five minutes, I would never do that in my day. That's correct. So important. The shower's a funny one, isn't it? So many wonderful things can happen in a shower. Oh, exactly. And <laughs> you can audition for Australian Idol. <laughs> <laughs> well, I always say I'm going to have a quick shower. And my husband said, rolls his eyes and he says, yes, a quick shower. Because in my morning shower, I breathe in love, breathe out fear, breathe in wealth, breathe out scarcity, breathe in abundance, I breathe out it. lack. I do my visualization for the day so it's never a quick shower well that's well that's with me too but then i've also got a whole list of things i do to my skin my hair the, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the lotions the yeah. potions yeah right and sometimes like oh flip i gotta wash my face <laughs> yeah and then i get out of the shower and i'm like oh out of everything i just did and i forgot to wash my face you know what i mean it's like what the hell so tell me who would you um who would you say your clients are so i love working with women because I relate well to women because of my own life experiences. So mostly women between the ages of like around 28 to, you know, mid forties, kind of a bit later, my age. And I, I feel I serve them best because of my life experiences sure. and I can relate to many things that they're going through. And I'm a big believer of, sharing your experiences and learning from those experiences, not to say that the way that I handle things is the answer for everybody, but it gives you a different insight and a different level of empathy when you've mm. gone through something. So, yeah, I've had children young, so I've been a young mum and now I'm an older mum. I've been married, I've been divorced, I've gone through horrific situations, I've gone through joyful situations, probably like most people, but I've really spent a lot of time learning and owning my belief system, defining what success means to me, working through judgment, working through so many emotions and events that I feel really confident to share That's with brilliant. women in those things. I think it's very important. I think that, you know, the more that we share and the more that we talk about our own issues and, and challenges, et cetera, to anybody, is it's yes. always going to help. And it's not just going to help us. It's also going to help the person that listens to it and hears it because, yes. you know, it may not happen to you today, but it might happen in, you know, 20 years' time and you can look back and heed that advice or that, that experience that the person told you about and maybe take something from it yourself and utilise it, you know? Definitely. And I believe that. Most importantly, yeah, we have to we have to share. We have to be open and be authentic. And yeah, I, yeah, I totally agree with you. That's fantastic. So, um, what do you think most of us are doing wrong? Oh, uh, I'm not a wrong or right girl. I'm very much. No, where I, I'm I, I actually, so, funny enough, I actually read that question back this morning when I wrote it, and I thought, yeah. I don't like the word wrong either. I was actually yeah. going to redo it and say, what do you think most of us are not doing at the moment that we could be doing? That's how I wanted to word it. But for some reason, yeah. I didn't change it. That, that's okay. That's okay. That's not wrong. No, exactly. It's not wrong. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm 
there's some things I won't compromise on, but then I'm not a black or white in in telling other people what to do or how to do things because everyone comes from a different place. But if I have to answer that question, I believe that most people are looking outward instead of inward for what they need to know. Oh, very much. And that, so. I'm not. I'm not saying you know don't read a book or don't get a mentor. Of course, get those things, but ultimately the answers have to come from us. Someone can inspire us. They can give us a different perspective, but we have to go within to make the decisions and be accountable for where we are in life. We are one. We live in Australia. We don't live in a war-torn country. We're a hundred percent responsible for where we are as an adult. So it's about going in and saying, yeah, this series of decisions got me here. I like where I am or I don't like where I am. Mm. And sure, get a mentor, like I said, read a book, get some help, but get make the decisions from the inside and, and be accountable. I feel we need to do a little bit more of that nowadays. Yeah, I think I think a lot of um, a lot of stuff with social media is uh, is almost preventing people from doing that because they will go, you know, I mean, we're lucky that we do have things like Facebook that we can go on and be inspired by a video that we watch, you know, about someone, you know, that lives wherever and they've got their own dog rescue centre or something and we can be inspired by that, get that beautiful tingly feeling inside and think to yourselves, I'd love to do that myself. But then we're scrolling a little bit further and completely forgetting about that and that lovely feeling that we got inside and how we could get that beautiful feeling inside every day if we then took our own steps to, you know, to to nourish our own wants, needs and desires in life and we could have our own dog centre. Do you know what I mean? It's just by taking those small steps but we we then get sort of um, sidelined by the social media aspect. Yeah, and and sidelined by life. It's pretty easy, right, to look left, look right. I mean, I'm, you know, I'll look something shiny type of person. I have to keep laser focused if I see something through. So it is very easy to get distracted. Well, even having children. Yeah, of course. My goodness. Because they yeah, want your children, attention. grandchildren. It keeps your, your days very full, but they're an ultimate blessing. But I, I definitely do agree with you that, you know, we can get inspired by that video, but if it's not our why, if it's not our purpose, and there's a lot of talk at the moment about purpose, it, it we can't motivate ourselves. You see, I can get inspired as much as I want from the outside, but my motivation comes from execution. Exactly. My motivation comes from getting up and doing. That's and it. that's another gap I think that people need to fill in. They have to do it. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Definitely agree with that. How do you think you, um, you keep your optimism? And um, so many of us lose it like every day. But how do you think yeah. you keep yours? Uh, I have my head in the clouds maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I've always been like that and I'm going to say my self-awareness as I've gotten older realises that my optimism comes from having to survive situations as a child, as a as a woman in a dysfunctional relationship. So optimism was always, there's got to be something better. Faith as well. I have a faith in something bigger than myself. So I know that everything can be better because it's not just me making um, things happen. There's, there's There's a bigger force out there that I'm connected to. So I would say a combination of being a 
a survivor and getting through and having faith in something bigger than myself keeps Mm. me optimistic. Yeah, I think that, you know, with most people... It's, I mean, it's very easy to see the negative in things and I think it's even yeah. more so, again, with the social yeah. media. I mean, we're all very yeah. quick to get on and give our opinion these days and yeah. um, it's funny how that's, that's sort of come about and how we're doing that so much. I mean, I'm guilty yes. of it myself, but I suppose... I mean, I, I I never, when I was younger, I never ever felt like I wasn't, I mean, especially, sure, when I was a little bit younger, but, you know, yeah. years and years ago, I never, I always felt like I was being heard. I could, I could talk to people, yeah. I could give my opinion, I can, you know, I've yeah. always been very sort of upfront and, you know, brutal with that sometimes. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> but these days I find that a lot of people can't do that face-to-face, that social media is the only way that they can actually do it. Yeah, that's interesting because I, I hear a lot about that. I'm a face-to-face relationship girl, so doing business online and doing things online has been a real lesson for me mm. because I'm mortified at some of the things that I read because I would never write anything I couldn't tell you to your face. So that's been really interesting for me. But I did just have a little thought of what help else keeps me have optimism is I have a full concept of feelings attached temporary. What I'm feeling right now is a temporary. If I feel sad, it's a temporary feeling because of a circumstance. So I don't have to keep on feeling it. And that can relate to social media as well. I can read something or look at something and decide, well, that's a temporary feeling. Do I really need to put my opinion on that right now? So it it comes in different perspectives. It's funny, you know, I actually just recently got banned from Facebook for three days. Um, for telling somebody what I thought um, of them. Uh, How did they, you get banned from social? Oh, I know. So so basically what happened was someone left a comment on the – so the, my new podcast, they basically <laughs> went on and they did a review yeah. on a podcast they hadn't even released yet. Oh, great. And basically said, it's not something I want to hear or it's not something that I want to listen to and whatever, gabble, gabble, gabble. Obviously someone very miserable that wanted to just stir a bit of, you know, stir the pot a little. So I basically was in one of those moods where I was just like, no, I'm not taking it. So basically wrote to her and said, this is what I think. Well, I got banned from from Facebook for three days. Which was I'm, I'm so. I've never been there for Facebook. I'm so excited. Oh, I'll tell you what, it was. It was. First of all, the first day, I you thought rebel. I was giving up heroin. I was having such withdrawal symptoms, and every time I would, because I could still go on there and look at things, but I just oh, couldn't, couldn't comment just and I couldn't oh, post. Wow. So, if, and the the worst thing was, was I, I kept going on there to comment and post, <laughs> and I'd be like, bang, and then I'd be like, oh, that's right, oh, bang, oh, oh yeah, that's right, and it, so it took me about a day to get through that, but by the third day, I actually wasn't missing it at all. Yeah, I wasn't even going on there to look. Mm. Yeah, I did a social experiment some time ago and I did 30 days with no social and I thought this will be really easy. I don't look at this very much. I found myself picking up my phone so often that I was really surprised because I took the app off my phone but I was still picking up my phone. Yeah. And But it was also interesting what I learnt from that experience was that We've become so one-dimensional. I started to listen to people and 
remember myself saying, you would share a story. And if I saw it on your Facebook, I may say, oh, I, I've, I've seen that on Facebook. So I cut the conversation short and only mm. get that one dimension from that photo instead of engaging you more saying, oh, wow, what did you do? What was that? I saw this photo and asking more questions. Yes. And then I started to hear so many people go, oh, yeah, I saw it on Facebook and the conversation end. So that like not being on there for 30 days taught me, wow, I'm on this a lot more than I thought I was. And second of all, it's that connection you referred to earlier that people are missing in getting more information from people about what they're doing instead of just, you know, cutting it off thinking, I know what they're saying. Definitely, definitely. It's fascinating. It is. I love it. I mean, it just fascinates me. And I'm I'm always watching people and how they sort of, uh, you know, live with social media these days. It's, it's, you know. I love it. Some people are just trapped. (laughs) (laughs) So, listen, what would you say your three big rules of living well are? Three big rules of living? Of living well. Living well. Hmm. Okay, my three big rules of living well is I focus on nourishment. I try to do things every day that nourish my body, my my soul, my mind, my spirit. I focus on nourishment. So nourishment's a really important thing for me. Connection, being around people is very important. So that's a rule to have connection with people every day and have fun enjoy life and and make sure I have something fun every day I mean I'll make the most mundane tasks fun because I want to laugh I want to be joyful I want to feel happiness and so they would be my three things yeah they're brilliant I Nourishment, love those. connection and fun yeah no that's perfect so um where would you say uh some sorry what are some good things you would like to impart on our children or youth of today? I think that the biggest thing is self-worth. I would say from my experience and what I see with a lot of young people is know that no matter what's happening around you, you're valuable. Know that what you're feeling right now is temporary. Know that it's okay, you don't have to have it all together by a certain age and a successful life for you may be very different to the person next to you. That's right. I think it's. I think that's really great. I mean, I think it's also just important for kids to know that we're all different, do you know what I mean? Like yes. even though we're exactly the same, we're all different. And, yeah. you know, and we've got to appreciate each other a little bit more and... Yeah. You know, see the beauty in difference. Be kind. You know, yeah, be exactly. kind. That's because I think, important. you know, being kind, sorry, Anne, being kind doesn't mean you compromise your values. It just means that you're mindful of the other person. So, That's right. you know, be kind. Definitely. Um, what's, the, what's the biggest disconnect between mind, body and spirit, do you think? Uh, self-awareness. I'd say self-awareness. People don't have the connection that, what I put in my mouth is going to affect the way that I think or affect the way my body functions. There's a big disconnect with that. It's just like, I'll eat whatever I want, but that's not determining my mood or my productivity levels or my wellness. I think that's a big disconnect. Because I suppose a lot of people think that, you know, they're, I'm enjoying myself by putting all this crap into my mouth. So yeah. I'm having yeah. fun. And they are. I'm happy. 
They yeah, are. Yeah, for a few minutes. Tomorrow they're not. <laughs> exactly. They wonder why they're moody, agitated and irritable. Irritable. Correct. Correct. <laughs> That's fantastic. Listen, um, Asha, we're going to leave it there and we really appreciate you coming and having a chat to us. It's been invaluable and I'm sure the listeners will love listening to your wise words. <laughs> Thank you, Ant. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. And um, if people wanted to contact you, how would they? Okay, so I have a website, www.oceanmarie.com, or you can check me out on Instagram at I am Ocean Marie. And, yeah, and on my website there's a link to my email if you've got any more questions. And I'm really open to helping people. That's my passion. It's been a good day if I've helped someone. I love that. That's brilliant. Thank you so much, Osha. You take care. Thank you, Anne. Have a great rest of your day. You too. Tune in each week for Anne's Talk to learn about real-life stories, celebrities and everything in between.